A lot of big headlines, including one out of Hamilton, uh, where police there have announced a couple of arrests in connection with the murders of mob man Angelo Musitano, who was shot and killed outside his Ancaster home back in May of 27, and Mila Barberi, who was also shot and killed last year before May in March of 2017. She was sitting in a car with her boyfriend in a Vaughn parking lot, and police believe that she was not the intended target, but that both the cases were linked. And the Musitanos are said to be still one of the most active crime families today. And so when Angelo was gunned down last year, who is the son of the big past mafia boss, you know, it's amazing how big the business still is. And of those arrested, police say, yeah, all low-level thugs, not the mastermind. So on this one, they didn't get to the links or to the internal mafia power struggle that they might have been looking for. But nonetheless, they've got this arrest. I want to bring Stephen Miltelski into this conversation. He's a criminology professor at Mohawk College who just happens to specialize in areas including organized crime. He joins me now. Stephen, it took uh, police a little while, but a year later, we finally have a couple of answers, you know, as to what happened to, you know, one of the Musitano uh, children and a woman, really, Mila Barberi, who just was really in the wrong place at the wrong time. But we do have, in fact, uh, a series of arrests today, albeit they are not considered top level arrests. How significant is this? I think it's still very significant, and I wasn't anticipating any. Uh, popular flashy names in the underworld. And there's a reason behind that. Uh, There's a level of insulation, and it doesn't matter if it's traditional organized crime or outlaw motorcycle gangs. Typically, the dirty, uh, violent crimes that are carried out on the behest of a certain crime group are Mm -hmm. typically carried out by street-level criminals. Right. So not the masterminds or or those who actually get uh, the links into the internal, you know, power structure. Yeah, I, I would. I confidently would say that the uh, Abdallah was the arrested party. The other two, obviously, are outstanding. Uh, these three were definitely not the um, ones behind the premeditation, the planning. Uh, they were probably like at the very last second, once everything was in place, and they were, you know, enlisted for this type of. Of, of work in the underworld. Right. And so how does this change things? Because Angelo Musitano was shot last year outside of his home, which in itself, I think, is a fairly brazen act because that in itself does send a message, correct? Yeah, and I've really noticed a, an awful trend in the underworld where if you look at um, as far back as uh, Karma Perilero uh, mm-hmm. in, in Niagara Falls with Kenneth Murdoch, um, you saw a lot of hits in, in York region, uh, in, in the Toronto area that occurred outside of social clubs or in a public area. But in the last year, we have Angelo Musitano. There was Cosimo Camiso yeah. a few months ago uh, with his girlfriend as well, which is another uh, horrible trend and line that I think the underworld has crossed. Um, and it's becoming extremely personal. If you look at Albert Ivarone, his homicide was very similar to Angelo's. Um, in in the context that it occurred a mere steps away from the front door where they both had families and young children or older children. And, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that their family were the first ones to hear and, and, and see them that close to the door after such a violent act. So it's, it's, it's not only incredible, an incredible infringement on the personal family life. It's, it's really a huge sign of, of disrespect and um, crossing the line really, in my opinion. 
And then the shooting last week, which we had, which was Al Lavarone, who is also said to have had um, ties, alleged ties to the Musitano family. So are these uh, arrests the result of that shooting? Or were they getting close anyway in your mind? That's really hard to say right now. Um, They're not directly linked. The problem is, this is where it gets really construed because it's not just a Hamilton thing. I mean, we could look at this globally. They, the contacts traditional organized crime has are, are global, mm-hmm. um, really on the level of uh, more so the drug importation, even some of their offshore gambling rackets. But if you look at, you know, a huge criminal vacuum and void in Montreal, um, you know, there's a long historical connection between Buffalo and Hamilton back in the Stefano Magadino days when Johnny Papalia was the crime boss of Hamilton. But there's more question marks than there are answers at this point because there are so many plausible motives. And when you look at Hamilton specifically, it's a big city. Sure. But in the underworld, it's really a small pond, but with a lot of big fish. And those biggest fish are from different groups, to use an analogy. And you have all these different groups rubbing elbows. And a lot, maybe on social levels, their their paths cross at, at various events. But that makes it that much harder for investigators to, uh, in lieu of a cooperating witness or uh, getting caught in the act fleeing the scene or, or really solid DNA and video evidence, it really makes it very difficult to get to the root of not only motive, but who did this? Right. You know, who, was, who are the masterminds behind these sort of street-level guys carrying out these heinous acts. Right. And, and the Musitanos are said to be, I guess, one of the most active families today, which surprised me, um, you know, that it's still so big and Hamilton's such an epicenter for it. But again, it doesn't seem like this is going away. No, I'm actually quite taken aback at how much in the last year the, the violence has actually escalated. And to me, that really is an indicator of, uh, you know, you look at after Angela Musitano's murder, it was pretty quiet. But there's been a lot of uh, arsons and fire bombings mm-hmm. at uh, various cafes, and uh, they kind of double as gaming houses uh, in New York region. And there's a huge connectivity with the Indragata, which is the the sort of underworld term uh, in, in, for the uh, Calabrian faction of the mafia, which the Musitanos were. Montreal was more the opposite side with Rizzuto, uh, La Cosa Nostra for yeah. Sicilian. And even then, you know, there, there's historical connections where Sicilians and Calabrians have worked together. So that even further muddies the water in terms of it's not, you know, a clear divide where they're all extreme enemies. But, I mean, it just adds to another layer of plausible motives and, and different groups, maybe, you know, outside of Hamilton. Sure. And so I've only got a, a, just a little bit of time left. But do you get the sense that we're going to see now a spate of, of kind of shootings? Will, will we see more messages being sent? Well, I think right now, given, especially in the last week with uh, Albert Ivarone and, and even the Cosmo Camiso murder in the summer, I think with the media attention right now, obviously it's really uh, a, a palpable time in the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really like trying to, especially for investigators and, 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 and crime writers, it's where, where the piece is going to fall because the Ivarone homicide is really a huge question mark still, too. And the after the press conference today, it, it's going to be a matter of time with more disclosure in an Ontario Court of Justice with the uh, Abdallah, the accused, who was arrested uh, for the Barbarian and Musitano murders. So 
It's very hard to say, but I think the next, you know, it's the violence isn't going to stop. I think there's going to be a, a cooling off period, um, and it'll be pretty telling to see what happens next in terms of who is associated with who. And yeah. I think that might make things a little bit clear. Right now, you know, even though there were some linkages with uh, Ivoroni and, and Mustano, that's there's no way we can jump to the conclusion that uh, it occurred from a certain area. That's still there's still a lot of answers to be to be answered quite frankly yeah well i appreciate you joining us it's it's a fascinating world but that it's so close to us is uh, is even more interesting Stephen, thank you oh you're welcome thank you for having me alex that is uh, Stephen Matelski, who's a criminologist, a professor over at mohawk college former officer police officer i find that whole world just very fascinating and uh one of my first stories as a cub reporter in hamilton ontario was johnny pops the shooting of johnny pops johnny papalia and I will never forget, it was my second day as like a 24-year-old reporter. I was terrified. I remember. I remember all the senior reporters were um, kind of goading me on and saying, don't don't screw this story up because, you know, they'll push you off the bridge. Anyway, it was all to do because uh, Christ Cathedral or the big church wouldn't give a Catholic ceremony to Johnny Pops. That was my second big story. I did not screw it up, I don't think. But interesting world and... Uh, Interesting to see how it's continuing to get bigger and grow and evolve. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.